show called significant lovers thanks for listening we're kel and mel mm-hmm. i'm kel and i'm mel and we're cousins mm-hmm. and best friends as well oh. i would say i've been thinking we need a saying our old podcast we used to say happy twilight tuesday mm. wednesday wednesday the only romance related thing i've come up with so far is Wedlock. Wedlock? <laughs> or wedding? I don't know. But that sounds weird. Yeah, I was thinking wedding as well. Wedding Wednesday. Whoopsuals. Is there anything else? W. Wobbly. Wonderful. Wonderful Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. <laughs> no. Happy. Yeah, wedding Wednesday. Wedding, I know, but it's not, not everybody gets not married. Every, yeah, they're not all marriage stories. Hmm, I don't we know. Think about we'll it. have to ponder this. Yeah, love associated words. Wedlock. Wedlock. Wedlock Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I thought that would work better than wedding Wednesday. But <laughs> <laughs> so, but the couple. This is a marriage story. This is today, a marriage. Right? They do get married, that's true. They don't stay married. Mm, It's a divorce story. Yes, yes. This is our furthest back episode so far. Is it? Yes. As I was just telling you, Joe DiMaggio was born in 1914. Yeah. I think that's the furthest back we've gone. I do want to go really far back, guys, if you are down Mm -hmm. with your episodes. 1700s? Yeah, let's go 1500s. back. 1500s? Yeah. <laughs> BC? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But I do. Um, I'm really excited about this episode, but it is... It sounds like someone's, like, <laughs> leaf blowing outside. Oh. We're in New York City. That's where some of this story takes place, actually. Okay, so these are the sounds of the city. These are the sounds of the city. We hope it gives a nice ambiance in the background. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, I think, is a very interesting story, but it does get kind of dark later. Mm. I'm just going to say. I mean, we're going to talk a little bit about Marilyn Monroe and her death not a ton about it but joe is kind of there in the picture around that time so oh you know. okay i truly know nothing about this so i think i'm gonna be learning a lot along mm-hmm. with you guys i didn't know anything either really and i'm glad i did this episode because i've always seen Marilyn whole life mm-hmm. everyone has like, yeah i've seen her in 50s diners like in posters mm-hmm. and in my parents house we even have a doll of marilyn monroe in that mm-hmm. white dress yeah when she's standing over the grate which is from the seven year itch apparently but um yeah i mean i didn't know anything about her like nothing and not joe dimaggio either i only knew i knew he was a baseball player and i knew him from the simon and garfunkel song Mrs. Robinson, mm-hmm. but that's how I know. That's kind of it. Yeah. <laughs> Where have you 
to learn a lot about them and it's very fascinating actually this this is like stuck with me i've been thinking a lot about them yeah it's been haunting me i love i mean sometimes older couples like not that i've covered ones as old but like ones that have like are not from like the 2000s and beyond yeah they take a lot more to prepare because you're like you have to get books for them and like there's (laughs) actually so much that's out there that it's hard to like pick what you're gonna talk about Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so it's easy for it to consume your life it has consumed my life Mm -hmm. and i made a playlist about them which we've talked about doing and not to do my own horn is really good (laughs) it like really brings you into it like the first track is are these gonna be private if we do this i don't even know if we're gonna share these or what but well i guess maybe we can make it public for the public ones and private oh, yeah. for the private that's ones an idea. That's an yeah idea. first track is like his retirement speech which is on is out there as a track for some reason retirement from the yankees and it's only like 50 seconds but it's him talking and then there's this song that's like jolton joe dimaggio like from <laughs> back then like from the 50s then alana song Ooh, this is so lana guys then um a song by Marilyn Monroe. What's it called? Diamonds are a girl's best friend. Ooh. She sings that. And then there's some others, but it just... That must really get you in the mood. It like, really it's an did. immersive experience. Mm-hmm. But it is kind of... It is tragic. Mm-hmm. So, there's ha- highs, but there's lows. So, would you say that tragic is one of the three words that you would use to describe this I couple? I would. Mm-hmm. I would. That is one of my words, I would say. What about the other two words? I would say possessive oh no i know and then i would say enduring okay Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so the only thing i knew about this couple before doing this was the story about so marilyn and joe were only married for nine months Mm -hmm. and then she had another husband after him arthur miller the writer but i had heard and like read in articles before that after she died, Joe sent flowers to her grave every week for, like, the rest of his life or whatever. And I had heard that story, and I was like, wow, that's so touching. Um, is it true? It is true. Oh, that's well, nice. it wasn't the rest of his life. It was 20 years, but... Oh, okay, he, so he lived a lot longer than he, her? Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. And he did send... It was six roses three times a week <gasps> for 20 years to her grave after she died what that's yeah, a lot i know it was a lot they, they must have been piling up out there <laughs> i don't know i don't know if like the cemetery was clearing them out or i don't know how they were managing that or maybe fans were taking them or something yeah oh well that's nice of him it is did he remarry after he never did oh but the thing is they had a really nice dating period but they did not have a good marriage mm, at all. I feel like that's happened. Very bad. Mm-hmm. But they were good friends afterwards. So. Oh, so they were good exes. They were good exes, but good very boyfriend, bad. girlfriend, bad husband, wife. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess I'll get into it. So who are they? Who are they? Who are they? So I used this book for this episode called 
well, I used other sources too, but called Joe and Marilyn, A Memory of Love by Roger Kahn. This mm. K-A-H-N. Turns out my dad has his book too. Oh, so you spent money. I know, but I only spent to... like $4. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, I brought it home, and he was like, you're reading Joe and Marilyn? I have that book. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I know. And it was a really interesting book. Like, it really immerses you in the time. I liked how the writer talked a lot about, like, what else was going on in the world at the same time. But it didn't get into them as a couple until the last chapter. Oh, my God. Literally the last chapter. So the whole book is, like, backstory. About who they are as then individuals. Then the last chapter is oh my God. their relationship. Both Joe and Marilyn came from nothing. Wow. Nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs> That's like honestly the, the opposite of almost every other person we cover on this podcast. They were both very poor. That's refreshing. Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. I can't nothing. emphasize that enough. Yeah. Did I even say who Joe is, by the way? The baseball player? Yeah. Yeah. Baseball player, yeah, for the Yankees. Ugh. Which is tough, because we're Red Sox fans, yep. so it's tough to be talking about supposedly one of the best ball players of all time, and he's from the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Yankees suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Joe, as I said, he was born in 1914, November 25th, 1914, to Sicilian immigrants in San Francisco. He grew up in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And his parents didn't speak English, only Italian. They couldn't... I don't know if they could read or they couldn't read a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. His dad was a fisherman. And Joe himself dropped out of high school, like, pretty early. Oh, so wow. He didn't finish high school. And he had eight siblings. Oh, my God. He was the second youngest of nine kids and they all lived in a small house all the girls were in one room all the boys were in another and when they're older some of the kids like slept on the couch and in the dining room and stuff they were all just like crammed oh in this God, wicked so small house oh hectic i know so how did he become a pro baseball player the crazy thing is which i didn't know either and i know my parents will be like rolling their eyes at me but that him and two of his brothers vince and dom also became major league center fielders so three of them wow. were in the Major League. Um, Dominic DiMaggio played for the Red Sox. Oh. And Vince, his brother, was on a lot of teams, but like mostly the Pittsburgh Pirates. Oh, wow. Did they play at the same time? They did. So they played against each other? Yeah. Wait, that's crazy. I know. I didn't know that. And apparently they had like songs about it. Like the Red Sox had a song about how Dom's better. And <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that Joe was like, the most successful one, right? He was. Yeah. He was. I think, if I'm understanding correctly, I feel like Dom, the one on the Red Sox, was second best, and then Vince, third best. Mm. <laughs> wow, there was a Yankee and a Red Sox yeah. in the same family. Isn't that crazy? Ugh. And the crazy thing is, this was before Little League existed. There was yeah. nothing like that. They literally played on like a paved alley. And use like a broken paddle for a bat. Well, the standards were so <laughs> low back then. Like the ball players back then probably weren't even that good. It's crazy. But like, so he was though. It's weird because like I feel like now like the scouting process is like so serious. So this is what happened. So after he dropped out, he was working in an orange juice factory. Wow. And was still playing baseball with the kids in the neighborhood. He lived in like an Italian neighborhood, mm-hmm. um, North Beach, and. Apparently, 
there's a Sandlot scout. So I guess someone that just went around wow. watching people play in Sandlots and saw Joe playing really well and had him try out. And he got on the minor league team that San Francisco Seals mm. and played extremely well in the Seals. He broke the record for consecutive hits and he gained a following. Like the whole neighborhood would go see him play and is really successful on the minor league team and I guess it worked different back then because today minor league baseball teams are kind of connected to the major league team Mm -hmm. where they like for instance the Woo Sox Mm -hmm. would they would go on to be on the Red Sox right yeah I think so but back then it was like separate so the Yankees had to like buy him basically off the minor league team to be on the major league oh wow yeah so they, like, offered him a contract, and he was signed to the Yankees in 1936, same team as Lou Gehrig, who was also, like, one of the best players of all time, I guess. Mm-hmm. And he played 13 seasons with the Yankees. They won 10 of those 13. They won the American League pennant, and they won nine World Series with Joe. Oh, my God. That's actually kind of crazy. I know. Nine. That's pretty impressive. I know. Wow, he's really... Almost he was so really easy. Good. It's like he didn't have the kind of training that, like... That's what people say, too. Yeah. They always say he was a natural player. Because, like, literally, <laughs> like, when I think about people in my high school who, like, wanted to join the MLB but, like, didn't even make it, it's like yeah. they had been training since they were, like, four years old. Literally, some people stayed back just to, like, better their chances mm-hmm. of, like, being pro baseball players and, like, couldn't even make it. I know. I'm sure they would have made it by those standards back then, <laughs> but I mean, he's still considered one of the best ball players of all time. I think he's, I don't know. I was but, reading on like ESPN, he's like considered 15th really? best or something. But w- would he still be good playing against modern players? I guess. I don't know. I mean, what changed, would you say? Just everyone Just the better? standards. Like I feel like the like, people are faster. The velocity mm-hmm. of their hits are stronger. Maybe. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I feel like the records have changed. He was a really good hitter. That was, like, his thing. He had a 56-game hitting streak. The most enduring record in sports. Quote. Wow. Um, he was on... He played center field, too. I wrote, he was the Tom Brady of baseball. <laughs> yeah. He was up there with Babe Ruth and Ted Williams, and he had... Some nicknames, Jolton Joe and the Yankee Clipper. Mm. <laughs> so, I'll get to Maryland soon, but when I was reading this book and other articles I've read about him, he came off really cheap, especially in his early years. He cared a lot about making money, mm-hmm. maybe because he grew up really poor, yeah, but makes that sense. was like his main motivator, and he was always fighting the Yankees about his contract. It was like huge drama about it. There was like mm. chapters and chapters about this. He wanted to make forty thousand dollars, but he was he was really good. Like he was winning this yeah. little series for them. Basically, he wanted to make forty thousand dollars, but this was the thirties. This is mm. Great Depression, and a lot of people apparently like the average American was living on like two thousand dollars a year. Wow, so I was like, oh, Joe, that's really yeah. cheap of you. But then I read that Babe Ruth made a hundred thousand in the twenties. Oh, so I was like, oh, I guess forty isn't that much wow <laughs> what is that by today's standard i'm not sure plug you guys can plug it into yeah, your inflation yeah. you calculator guys... figure it out i did some inflation calculating later on mm-hmm. in the story but he did move his family into a nice house and he financed his dad 
his dad got a restaurant basically mm-hmm. so that was nice i mean he has so many siblings that he yeah. probably is like looking out for too that's true but he did come off a bit cheap and obsessed with money. He's remembered as a tall, serious, quiet, somewhat aloof, withdrawn, and stoic man. Sorry, there's a lot of adjectives. <laughs> oh, I love a stoic man. <laughs> Who smoked a lot and drank a lot of coffee up to 10 a day, which made me feel better because I'm a coffee addict and tends a lot. There were a lot of mentions of him drinking coffee, and later in life he actually was a spokesperson and did commercials for Mr. Coffee Maker. That's cute. Yeah. And... The pitcher on the Yankees, Eddie Lopat, said mm-hmm. Joe was the loneliest man I ever knew, which is like, why am I once again doing an episode about someone described as the I loneliest know. person someone's ever known? <laughs> Prince Charles. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and one of his friends complained, if I'm standing in a corner saying nothing, the broads think it's because I've got nothing to say. If Joe DiMaggio is standing in a corner saying nothing, this is their language mm-hmm. back then, not me, the broads think he figure he must be thinking deep thoughts <laughs> the bronze <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of talk like that you should do a north atlantic accent <laughs> i i really want to have a north uh wait what's it called transatlantic accent oh yeah that's but what I, mean. I can't do it i need to study how to do it the broads think that, i don't know <laughs> the broads <laughs> the broads think they should be doing that i don't i don't know i need to study how to do that and there's a whole part in the book about how when he was playing for the Yankees and he was had this hitting streak, you know, it was the Great Depression and then it was World War II starting and he really was a distraction for people during World War II. Mm, um, that's base- nice. Baseball was just huge at this point as the war was starting. And mm-hmm. I think that's why he's mentioned in Mrs. Robinson when it says, like, where they're like, where have you gone, Joe DiMaggio? Our nation turns its lonely eyes to you. Oh. What's that you say, Mrs. Robinson? Jolt and Joe has left and gone away. Oh, it's kind of sad. It is sad. So people were dependent on him I for <laughs> unity. I know. It's and weird distraction. Because he, Joe, has been asked about that song, and he's been like, I don't, I don't know why they mentioned me. I don't know what that song means or something. You wouldn't think about it? <laughs> I know. This song is about you. Like, really? Why am I in this song? I know. Um, how old was he when he died, or like, when was that? He died in 1999. Wow. So we yeah. were alive at the same time as him. Yeah, we were. But so there was this other book written about him that I didn't read. Sorry, I didn't have time. But like, mm-hmm. I read reviews about it called. Well, there was a couple. I... This might have been like Dinner with DiMaggio. I can't remember what this was, but it was written by someone named Richard Bent Kramer. I read a review of it by Joseph Epstein, Mm. and he said of it, (laughs) Kramer proposes to show us the less than elegant side. Not to put too fine a point on it, DiMaggio, the book, makes Joe out to be a drip, a jerk, a bore, and a creep, with nothing good to be said about him off the the baseball field. Yet if he was not the deep creep presented by Kramer, neither will it do to make him out to be just a dumb jock. He was more complicated than that. I don't know. We'll get into it. Before Marilyn, he was married, actually. He was married to a woman named Dorothy Olsen, who was also an actress, but in, like, small roles, smaller mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. She wasn't that famous, besides being with him. And her acting name was Dorothy Arnold. 
They were married from 1939 to 1944, and they had a son together, Joe Jr., but Joe apparently wasn't very present with Dorothy. He was super busy with baseball Mm. and just wasn't attentive and was kind of cold towards her. At least that's what she said. And they were sort of off and on. They kept, like, breaking up and almost divorcing and then getting back together and then whatever, but they divorced. Um, She remarried and... Apparently, he continued to love her even after the divorce. That's nice. Yeah. But then he met Marilyn. So, about Marilyn Monroe. Who mm-hmm. is she? Norma Jean. I can't believe I'm saying this. She's just such an icon, you know? It's just, it's cool to get to know her. So, these are some adjectives that I saw written about her. Sweet, tender, tough, intelligent, chronically late, impulsive, <laughs> messy, and even shy. Oh, it's kind of like a lot of contradictory <laughs> things, but that's she the does... nature of people. I know. People Pe- are that way. Mm-hmm. They contradict themselves. <laughs> <laughs> she had a really rough upbringing. Mm, I gather she, that. Yeah, she was born June 1st as Norma Jean Baker, as you said, in Los Angeles. Her mother had had a son before, but he died in childhood. Um, she never knew her father. Really? Yeah. Just do people know who the father is? I'm not sure. No. Maybe. I didn't see it, but Mm -hmm. maybe. She never knew. I don't think she had a relationship with him. Her mother and grandmother both struggled with mental health. Mm. And her mom, Gladys, couldn't really take care of her, so she put Marilyn... Norma Jean then, but put her in a foster home when she was only 11 days old. Really? I know. And her mom checked herself into, like, a mental facility. And Marilyn lived, like, her whole childhood in foster homes, and then she was in an orphanage. What? I didn't know know that. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And then she was back in a home... I know, and apparently it was really hard for her to talk about those years, so she didn't really talk about it much, Mm. but it's so sad. And she was married before Joe, too. She married someone from her high school, Jim Doherty, when she was only 16 years old. Wow. I know. I guess she kind of just wanted to get out of home. She didn't really have anywhere to go. That's understandable. Yeah, and he was handsome and, like, a couple years older, and... I don't think they got along so well, or I'm not really sure what the dynamic is. I feel like there's not a ton of information about this, but they did get divorced in 1946. I think they were fighting, and it was just not a good match. Yeah. So when she was on her own, she started modeling, and she was really successful at it. One month, she was on the cover of five magazines. She posed for a calendar artist. I think they were nude Mm -hmm. paintings or whatever, and... Photographs? I don't know what they were. But <laughs> and he paid her five dollars an hour, which actually that seemed like a lot for the time. Cause I had a job <laughs> at Macy's in New Hampshire in like twenty fourteen that paid like seven seventy five. Wow. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, it's like the forties, five an hour? I don't know. Probably is a lot. Yeah. Wow. What was the average person making? Like what was the minimum wage? Like a quarter? Probably. Probably. If the average salary was like 2000 a year. She was trying to get an agent. She was trying to get into acting to do auditions. Um, for some reason, the book kept calling them interviews. So I don't know if it was like a different process back then or something, mm-hmm. but she had a lot of interviews. She met a casting director at 20th Century Fox. 
He was very taken with her, but he said she had to change her name. And I guess Monroe was her mother's maiden name. And she said that the first time she signed an autograph, she had to go really slow because she wasn't sure how to spell Marilyn. Oh. <laughs> I know. Isn't that sweet? She said she didn't know where the Y or the I went. But she was fired from Fox, supposedly for not sleeping with the studio president. Are you serious? Yeah. That's something that would happen back then. That's so stupid. She lost her contract because she got a contract with Columbia, and she lost that for the same reason. What the fuck? I know. What a fucked up world. I know. And it's crazy that it's like 100 years later. Well, not quite. I guess it's not 100. But it's a long time later and we still have issues like this going yeah on in Hollywood, you know it's crazy they just told her like oh you're fired because i guess so jeez i know but she did get a small role in a movie called love happy and then another role in the asphalt jungle and i guess it caught people's attention saying who's that blonde mm. <laughs> she did his brown hair right did she they, did they dye yeah. her hair yeah, yeah she started bleaching her hair so after that fox re-signed her contract for 500 a week and she was 24 at the time so back then they did it kind of more like how music contracts work today where they would say okay you're doing like seven movies with us mm, you know yeah it's not like that anymore for the film industry but yeah like judy garland was like mgm like yeah and she like worked for the studio yeah so she was in a couple movies a roller derby movie the fireball in 1950 then as long as young as you feel in 1951 with a more complex plot then she was in a love triangle movie called love nest in 1951 then let's make it legal Fox lent her to RKO for the movie Clash by Night. It's weird. It's like your property. I know. Which drew a lot of praise. And she was in a bunch more movies. Before Joe, she had a lot of other lovers. Well, I don't know if I should say a lot, but she had a handful, and a lot of them were older men and sometimes married men. Mm. That's her thing, I guess. Um, Some of the stories about them were really tumultuous and crazy too like well she's with the actor john carroll a voice coach called fred carger and then this last one this executive called johnny hyde they just had a really dramatic relationship and then he actually died of a heart attack and marilyn was like devastated and i think that really like fucked up her life after that and i think she started taking pills to help her sleep and that kind of became like a problem yeah well it seemed like she already just had like no foundation yeah from her early childhood which stays with people forever what happens when you're that young if you're put into foster care at 11 days old i know that's gonna be trauma that lasts a lifetime and nothing else in her childhood helped either so (laughs) she really didn't have a chance i know but not to this has nothing to do with that, but I don't know how her hair looked so naturally blonde. I know, she <laughs> did. That, that actually truly is, like, offensive that I just, like... Why? I don't know, it's, like... I don't think it's Because I'm, like, oh, she trauma, but her hair looks nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I guess she was really keeping up with the roots or something. But it's just, yeah. like, hard to, like, make that... I know. As a brunette, like, it's, it's hard to keep up with that for so long. Yeah. So that's one good thing. Thing. thing she had gone no i mean i think she was like she had troubles but i think she was happy with where her career was going and mm-hmm. i don't think her life was like a total misery at this yeah. point so 
Joe DiMaggio and Marilyn Monroe met in 1952. Where were you guys in 1952? <laughs> in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just kidding. I don't so know. So I would say they had their first date March 8th, 1952 at Villanova. For the first public date, it's been suggested that they had met prior to this and were dating privately, but I don't, I don't have mm-hmm. proof. I don't know. Maybe. I feel really pervy saying this, but some accounts say they slept together on the first date in the back of a car. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean... And I read that Marilyn was into that? I don't know. And apparently, he sent her flowers the next day and said... This is apparently, I don't know. He said, you know, this is the first time I've ever called up a girl the morning after I laid her to see how she was. Meaning it as a compliment. <laughs> and I think she took it as a compliment. You know, this is the first time with all the <laughs> I, I know, that. yeah. It would be like, I'm going to play his voice at some point later, but yeah. The book described it as an earthy comment. Earthy comments. <laughs> okay, so he's kind of being like, you know, usually I'm addicted yeah. to the girls I sleep yeah. with, but how are you? I know. <laughs> I forgot to mention, I think I skipped over it, but... That I feel like Joe, before his first marriage to Dorothy, I feel like he was sleeping around. Mm-hmm. Talked about him. He really loved this bar called Toot Shore, mm-hmm. <laughs> which apparently like Hemingway went to. Mm-hmm. That kind of crowd. I don't yeah. Know. And he liked showgirls. Okay. Yeah. yeah so, so he must have liked that Marilyn put out on the first. Yeah. Date. Uh, yeah. But then there were some other stories that said that they didn't, but. There were more that said they did, so I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. How do people know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, That's so funny that it's like... I mean, it was in the book. Historians. Yeah. <laughs> I'd hope if someone put it in the book that... It's so funny because it's like literally that celebrity gossip. I know it that's is. That's literally celebrity gossip. But by the time people have become icons, lived and died, it's history. I know. Now it's, it's history. True. So it's like... Any of, like, the stupid little stuff we're talking about for, stupid like, for, like, Miley Cyrus and Nick Jonas or whatever, a yeah. hundred years from now, that's, like, mm-hmm. you're a historian. That's true. I actually wanted to read something that kind of relates to that about gossip. Ooh. Um, so the author of this book, I guess he was friends with the poet Robert Frost. Mm-hmm. Because this guy's a pretty legit writer, actually. And there's a portion in the book where the author said he hung out with Robert Frost, and Frost asked him if he liked gossip. And Roger, the author, said yes, and Frost said, so do I, but most people have a hard time admitting it. Yeah. So even Robert Frost liked it, you guys. Mm-hmm. Robert Frost. Two roads, diverging yellow wood, like, even he likes gossip. Mm-hmm. So, liked gossip, I guess I should say. Um, All right, Pete. Rest in peace, Robert Frost. So, back to Joe and Marilyn. When they met, Joe was actually already retired from the Yankees. He'd retired 1951. This is 1952. So, it's kind of like, if you imagine, like, Tom Brady retiring and then getting with Kim Kardashian or Taylor Swift or something. I've heard people predicting that. I literally (laughs) saw a TikTok that was like, mark my words, Tom Brady, Kim Kardashian are going to go on a date next year. I could see it. I could Maybe. see it too. They're both fresh off a divorce. <laughs> They're 
the biggest crazy. celebrities ever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was huge, but, like, at this point, he wasn't really, like, rising anymore. And mm-hmm. so then to be with Marilyn really, like, kept him yeah. in the spotlight. Mm. I'm, like, raising my hand. Uh, I wonder if he liked that, if he was, like, attracted to that. That's the thing, is, like, he... Well, I'll get into it. He didn't seem to like the attention. I think he mm. liked being with this beautiful woman, and maybe he liked this dad sort of like liked knowing that he was with the most beautiful woman in the world but it seemed like he didn't enjoy he really hated the press first of all Mm. and i don't think he actually liked the spotlight so yeah i don't get it it's one of those things where people like go for what they actually don't want yeah jake gyllenhaal marilyn told her friends that joe had the finest male body she had ever seen and that joe brought a great bat to the bedroom oh (laughs) little baseball pun there. Yeah. But she also told her friend, actually, he's kind of shy, just like me. Mm. They, so they're dating. They met each other's friends and family, and they went fishing with Marilyn's makeup man. But apparently both of them had, like, more acquaintances than friends. So, Mm. I don't know. I thought that was an interesting... Sometimes that's a case for celebrities. Yeah. Yeah. When you're everybody's friend, you're no one's friend. I know. She filmed a movie called River of No Return in Alberta, Canada, and Joe followed her there, and the press asked if he was visiting his girl, and he said something like, yes, what the hell's wrong with that? (laughs) (laughs) Um, He wanted to give her a lot of advice to look out for phonies and not to tell reporters too much. Phonies? Yeah. Which I think at first he appreciated, but... kind of get the sense that later on in their relationship she was sick of that mm-hmm. so there's this video actually that was found in a camera of his it's like a home video of Marilyn wow. that he made and the first shot is like the two of them together like smiling at the camera and then it's shots of Marilyn playing golf golf with a friend and she's smiling and it's really cute and I would just show you, but yeah. the audio is completely unrelated. It's like a radio interview, so maybe I'll keep it in. I don't know. It has nothing to do with Joe, but she's talking about like her favorite musicians. You, but it isn't only the view. It's the people. It's um, I like the streets. I guess the people and the streets and the atmosphere. I just like it. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you about uh, the singing thing for a little bit. Uh, did you? Uh, well, who, who are your favorite people to hear sing? Well, my very favorite person, and um, I love her as a person as well as a singer. I think she's the greatest, and that's Ella Fitzgerald. Uh, you fall right at the happy club. Who's your favorite man's name? Well, frankly, yes. I have to say Frank. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> However, he didn't used to be. It's the way he sings now. I know when I was a kid in, you know, junior high school and high school, and he was sort of uh, Bobby Sox mm-hmm. idol. Even though I was in Bobby Sox, he wasn't my idol. It isn't until recently. I think his whole style and, um, I don't know, there's something that's changed he drastically. He matured oh, somehow. The, the sound that he makes now is such a big round Well, it's his sound. style. To me, it's his style. When it comes to sound, I like Sammy Davis, too. But, Frank's style, he can't beat it. 
She's got a good swing. She does. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, her voice, like, because it's like a radio mm-hmm. thing. It's like she has such a fragile voice. Yeah. She sounds so, like, dainty. And yeah. I wonder if that's her real voice. I feel like sometimes she talks a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. But... Oh, yeah, and to prepare for this, I felt like I should watch a Marilyn Monroe movie because I'd never seen one, so I did watch one. I watched Some Like It Hot, and it was silly, but I did really enjoy it. I actually oh, laughed a couple of times. I want to watch it. Yeah, it was cute. I love to watch an old movie, like, mm-hmm. every now and then. I feel like it's... I yeah. like how they're not super fast-paced. Yeah. And yeah. so, like, it, it, like, slows you down, and it's, like, comforting. Yeah. Movies now, like, they just, like, jump from scene to scene way too quickly. It's true. Like, sit there for a <laughs> second. Let it breathe, you know? Yeah. It was funny. She was good. I mean, she did play kind of a ditzy person, and mm-hmm. I know from my research, apparently, she was frustrated with that. She didn't like having all those dumb blonde roles, and she wanted to play more serious roles, but she was very captivating on the screen her dresses were really scandalous actually i was thinking during it i was like this would be scandalous even today really yeah i should watch it it was like it had beads kind of just over her chest bosom her bosom (laughs) her breasts i don't know uh but it was it kind of looked like she didn't have anything on in a way but it was just like a bunch of beading oh wow i don't know you this sounds so dumb but, like, just say it. growing up, I didn't even know that she was, like, a movie star. Yeah. I, I don't know. know what I thought she was. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't know that she was, like, actually an actress. Yeah, she was. I know. I feel like she just became, like, an icon. Yeah. A person that you see in diners and movie theaters and mm-hmm. stuff. But Like, I didn't even know. Like, I know this now and I've known it for a while. But, mm-hmm. like, that... that iconic white dress that she wears in the seven year itch oh, yeah, yeah. i just thought that was like a dress that she like would wear <laughs> yeah I you know, know. I, I didn't know, know that that was like from a movie yeah and like that her hair mm-hmm. that that was not like a hairstyle she always had oh, you know yeah yeah yeah. i know it's cool to learn more about these people um in 1953 she was in this movie called niagara that was a big break for her as like a serious movie and then she was in Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, which has the song Diamonds Are Girl's Best Friend, mm-hmm. which I had heard before. Are most of her movies musicals? Um, I haven't seen them, obviously, all, all of mm-hmm. them. She did sing in Some Like It Hot, actually, so I don't know. I don't think they all were, but it seems like she did sing in a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, she wanted to be in more serious roles. At this point in her life, she was starting to read, like, a lot of books and poetry, and she wanted to be in more complex characters. Joe suggested marriage to Marilyn, but she was kind of afraid of another marriage, so Mm. she said no. But they spent time apart, and she missed him, so they got back together and planned a wedding date. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. There was a whole thing about Joe wanted to get married in the church, but they said no because he'd gotten divorced or something. Yeah. And and the archbishop in San Francisco was like, he hasn't been to church lately anyway or something. (laughs) So they didn't have a church wedding. Um, I was listening to 
this podcast about her i was like so obsessed recently like mm. i didn't i don't know why i didn't want to even listen to anything that wasn't like related to marilyn monroe i don't know why so i listened to like a couple other podcasts about her yeah um but you're, you're like method podcasting <laughs> yeah. and they were saying something about how she they weren't about her and joe though so yeah. i'm not like just ripping them off but they said something about how she had agreed to marry him because she felt bad for him, and I don't know where they got that from, and I hope that's not why she married him. No, it sounds like she said no because she was scared, but then obviously he was upset about that, so they're not going to keep dating. Yeah. But then she missed him as a partner and as a boyfriend and as a lover, so she said yes just to keep him in her life, right? I hope so. I mean, that's mm. what I would assume. So, they married on January 14th, 1954 at San Francisco City Hall. If you live in San Francisco, maybe you go walk by it and think about that. Mm. Um, When they were pronounced man and wife, he took her into his arms and kissed her, and the photographers and newsreel men, as they called them, um, Mm -hmm. asked him to do it again. So, he did it again, and then again, and then another one. (laughs) So, he just, like, kept kissing her over and over. Just in case. Yeah. He took... Marilyn in his arms and hurried down a corridor and the reporters and photographers started chasing them but it was a dead end so they were trapped with the press swarming them and they like struggled towards the door and they got out and they just skipped their wedding reception entirely. Oh my god, sounds like a cartoon. <laughs> I know it sounds. <laughs> it's crazy. So they drove down from San Francisco to Paso Robles. Wait, what were they even doing in San Francisco? Well, he's from there. Oh yeah, you're, that's and he, right. Lived in New York, but he also lived in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So they drove down to Paso Robles and they stayed at the Clifton Hotel. They checked in at 8 p.m. and apparently didn't leave until 1 p.m. the following day. Yeah, people know that. And apparently, yes, they asked for a double bed and Joe asked for a room with a TV. Wow, people are so nosy <laughs> that they know this. The hotel apparently. Um, put up a sign that was like, Joe and Marilyn stayed here. <laughs> um, people joked about, like, why would he ask for a TV on his honeymoon with Marilyn Monroe? And later on in their marriage, Marilyn actually did complain that he watched too much TV. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't want a TV. <laughs> like, Marilyn's going to take a shower, I'm guessing, at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, pop on the news, see what's going on. That's true. Yeah. I know. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Also, so you're a celebrity. They might be talking about you (laughs) on the TV. You want to make sure that, like, they don't know where you are. So they stayed in Palm Springs for two weeks, and then they flew to Japan. So I guess this is their honeymoon, but not really because Joe was holding baseball clinics there. And I read that he started telling her what to do kind of saying things like no shopping today the crowds will kill us and she agreed but didn't like being told what to do Hmm. and so he was doing his baseball clinics in japan and she got an invitation to go to korea to entertain the u.s soldiers that were there and joe couldn't go with her so she went without him and it was really nice i mean i watched footage of it she performed for them and it looked really Great, but he was actually asked about this in Japan. I have like a 10-second clip about it. Ooh. I hope you can understand what he's saying. How have you and Mrs. 
demise, you enjoyed your trip to Japan. Well, everything has been fine. We've enjoyed our trip. Uh, the only thing that I have to complain about is I haven't seen very much of Maryland. She is making a trip to Korea, touring through the camps, and so maybe after that, right, we'll be able to spend a little time together. Say hasn't seen much of Maryland. Yeah, it was like the only thing I have to complain about. <laughs> I wonder if he's mad at her, or I, he. Yeah. I kind of feel like he is. Yeah. But I mean, it's like not like it's your honeymoon in Japan. Like you're actually doing work there. Yeah. <laughs> like so, she had the right to go to Korea. Yeah, to she's that, like, yeah. you're doing your thing. I'll do my thing. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I think it was totally fine of her to do that. Also, oh, she's doing it for her country. I know. Yeah. Hmm. Um, <laughs> it's just funny hearing his voice. Well, everything's been fun. The only thing I have to complain about. Yeah. Is... <laughs> yeah. So, as I said, their marriage was only nine months. Mm. So it didn't take long for things to start going downhill. Yeah, it seems like... They already are. Yeah, they were. Things started to go wrong. He was neat. She was messy. Mm-hmm. He was repressed. She was not. I don't know. I don't know how to put that. Both had a temper, I guess. Both were stars. Mm. Um, those, he wanted... Oh, what were you going to say? Uh, those things don't go well. Yeah. He wanted to live in San Francisco. She wanted to live in LA. She wanted him to generate excitement. He does like to watch TV. Mm-hmm. He was possessive. She flirted with other people. She wanted a social life. He said they had to be careful about phonies. It was a disaster. Oh, no. (laughs) Wait, how long did they date again? They dated for, like, two years, actually. Okay. Yeah. But maybe they didn't see each other that much or something. They didn't live together. So I think that they once they married and then lived together, it just started to fall apart. These things became clear. Yeah. 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 That's how people should live together before they get married. She talked to, I guess, at least two people about her disappointment in Joe, but on the outside, the world was calling them, like, Mr. and Mrs. America. Mm. Not everything always seems as it appears. Mm. Or not everything always is as it seems. It really wasn't. I guess he would, like, go cold on her and not speak to her for days sometimes. And... I read that she may or may not have had some brief affairs during her marriage to Joe. But I don't think it's confirmed. Mm-hmm. Um, he said she was away sometimes with no explanation and he would freak out. Who did he say this to? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> to his friends who then told the biographer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, Marilyn said he was insanely jealous, but his friend said he had good reason. Hmm. But I, I don't think so. You don't think so? I, well, just his behavior later, I just don't think it's justified. Okay. But, I mean, you did say that she did enjoy sleeping with married men, so... That's true. I feel like, as a married woman, would it really stop her from having... Maybe. Flings? Yeah. I don't I don't think it's like crazy to think that she would have cheated on him. I know. Because she did have affairs when she was married to Arthur Miller. 
later on. Yeah, I mean, she probably did mm. cheat on Joe. And, like, maybe that's why he wasn't even happy about Korea. Not to maybe. give him a pass here, but, like, maybe, maybe she was nervous about him, be- her being surrounded by all these <laughs> male soldiers. I know. And I actually wanted to do her and Arthur Miller before this. It was more my idea than doing Joe DiMaggio. Because I thought it was interesting. Like, he's a writer. I don't know. He wore glasses. I was like, that's interesting. Like, Marilyn Monroe with this writer guy. That's interesting to me. But then I thought I should do Joe first. Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Go in order. Yeah. um, It is pretty confirmed that she had affairs with him. So, I don't know. I don't know. So, this, though, we're approaching this incident that ended their marriage. Oh, no. Um... Marilyn was filming the seven-year itch, the famous scene when mm-hmm. she's wearing the halter dress, and she's standing over the subway, subway grate, and the dress flies up. Yeah. And this was so confusing to find what happened, like, to find the straight story, because we're, like, it's written about in many different ways, but apparently the studio was inviting press and onlookers to watch them film this scene as oh, wow. publicity. Yeah, but I was so confused about it because I read in some places that it was a publicity stunt and some places that it was filming. And it is confusing because the final scene in the movie wasn't filmed on the streets in New York. It was filmed in a studio, but I guess they like reshot it. Yeah, for publicity. (laughs) So I wonder if they did it like multiple times. So everybody was like, oh, I was there when they filmed it. Yeah, yeah. They wanted people, they wanted to generate excitement, so they invited people to watch them film it mm-hmm. on the street in New York, and Joe was not happy about it. Um, he didn't want a crowd of people watching her flash the crowd, basically. It's not like she has a say in it. I know. That's what I was wondering. I'm like, could she really have done anything? Like, told them no? I don't She's, like, owned by the studio. I know. I don't think she would have been able to do anything. He felt uncomfortable about it. So I guess there were a bunch of onlookers, and when the dress went up, someone made some comment in, like, a New York accent saying, like, jeez, I thought she was a real blonde. Because <laughs> <laughs> apparently her underwear was kind of see-through or something. And oh, he... no. I know. And he was furious. He walked onto the set all pissed off and apparently had Marilyn change into less see-through underpants and this is what's like really sad for me to say and i'm sorry mel but later that night at the hotel they had like a huge fight about it Mm -hmm. people could hear them yelling and fighting and apparently she had like bruises on her arms the next day oh no that's really sad jeez fuck him i know seriously it's not her fault. What the I hell? Know. It's so it's upsetting. literally her job that she had to do this. I know. And I feel bad because I know you on the show were like, we're not gonna do abusive relationships. Well, like if we uncover something, yeah. we uncover it. I have a lot to say about that. Also, it's so bad, but like the unfortunate thing is like that kind of stuff happened all the time. It did. For a couple for in relationships so back then. That's what I said to you. This was on our Drake and Rihanna episode, yeah. by the way. We talked about this. I was like, what if we uncover it? Because I do want to do some older people from, like, the 20s mm-hmm. and 
before I want to do like F. Scott Fitzgerald and Zelda because they seem cool. Yeah. But I was wondering, like, I feel like a lot of men hit their wives back then. They did. They did. So, and the thing is, we talked about this because I said I wanted to do Rihanna, but I didn't want to do Rihanna and Chris Brown. And I didn't want to make it seem like we were uh, making light of it or mm-hmm. romanticizing it. But I think the difference is, because I don't want to seem like a hypocrite, is that like all we know about Chris Brown and Rihanna is that. And then to cover them would be kind of like, but here's the rest of the story. Yeah. Whereas I feel like Marilyn and Joe, people don't really know anything. And if they do, they only know about like the flowers he sent to her grave or mm-hmm. something. So I don't know. It is unfortunate, though. I I think also, like, it's really unfortunate, but there is an understanding that that stuff, unfortunately, was so common back yeah. then. And it doesn't make it right, but, like, it it's going to be hard to cover couples that... I know. If we go <laughs> far back enough, like, we're going to, unfortunately, uncover all that stuff all the time. And it doesn't, I think, do anybody any justice to just, like, pretend like it didn't happen yeah. by not covering those couples. Yeah. But I don't want to. There's there's such a pl- like plethora of relationships, modern day couples that we could cover. Yeah. That I'm not gonna waste a second on stupid Chris <laughs> Brown or like yeah, yeah, yeah. any other like abusers from from today. But um, that's really sad. Yeah, I've like seen like I remember watching like a Vine or something like at one point I was like oh like I miss like 1950s couples like and it like romanticizes it it's like no it's yeah. like it's like husbands would beat their wives for like not making their dinner right so even all these videos I've been watching of Marilyn and Marilyn and Joe there are a lot of people in the comments that are like I wish I was there I wish I was born back then you know like and then people respond oh, he literally beat her or whatever like yeah <laughs> I don't know the extent like this is People say this happened. I don't know if it happened again. Mm-hmm. But I'm really proud of Marilyn because she left him after that. Good. Yeah. Good, yeah. Yeah, she did. And actually, to your point, I, like, copy-pasted this random comment from somebody that said what you were saying. Unfortunately, those were the times back then. Joe DiMaggio probably watched his own mother get treated the same way. Mm-hmm. Didn't know any better. Remember America's favorite TV show, The Honeymooners? What do you think the biggest laugh was about? One of these days, Alice, one of these days. And the guy, like, raises his hand. Oh, really? I mean, he's like, it was a, it was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, that he was going to hit her one of these days. So, uh, I mean, it probably happened in, like, everybody's own family, to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't, don't want to throw our family under the bus, but... <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, he apologized, but she said it was too late, and she filed for divorce. October 1954, citing only mental cruelty. Mm. For some reason, she had a public announcement about it in front of her house, which seems unnecessary. Yeah. And there was, like, footage and images of her looking really sad. I mean, maybe, like, I mean, nowadays, like, people have so many other means of, like, communicating. Yeah. Stuff like that, consciously up uncoupling. Mm. But they had radio, they had TV, I don't know. That's true. Necessary, but they did that for some reason. There were, like, a hundred paparazzi and journalists outside their house. Joe took his things downstairs, and she stayed upstairs, and the plan was that he was going to move out tomorrow. Just crazy to me. It's like they were trapped in the house together. Mm-hmm. What the heck? So, she told her friend for the book Marilyn Monroe, the biography, she said... 
Joe didn't like the women I played. He thought they were sluts. I don't know what movies he was thinking about. He didn't like the actors kissing me, and he didn't like my costumes. He didn't like anything about my movies, and he hated all my clothes. When I told him I had to dress the way I did, it was part of my job. He said I should quit that job. But who did he think he was marrying when he was marrying me? Exactly. She's an actress, you mm-hmm. idiot. I'd <laughs> be like if she's like, if he was still playing ball. I hate baseball so much. I don't like you playing a sport where you have to run around. I know. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe he thought she could take less seductive roles or something, but... I mean, I was even... Marilyn Monroe! Yeah, I was thinking about it, though. Like, you know, like, even talking about that iconic costume... Yeah. um, ...from the seven-year itch, how if someone were to dress up in that costume, they would be like... I'm Marilyn Monroe for Halloween. Yeah. No one would say I'm whatever the character's name was That's in that true. movie. yeah. But, like, no so many other movies, like, if you dress up as, I don't know, Chucky, like... Yeah. Who's the... Oh, wait. That's, I think, an animatronic. <laughs> <laughs> she dressed as... Um, was a character from Yeah, you wouldn't say Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, but like yeah. people for some reason can't separate Marilyn Monroe from the characters that she played. That's true. And so, That's like true. in my head, like yeah, she played a ditz, a bimbo. Mm-hmm. Not that that's what people would call it. Yeah, I'm not... yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, she she wasn't happy about it. Yeah, so um, people think of her that way. They do, yeah, and I don't think she was really that way yeah also i want to apologize because i like <laughs> laughed really like at the um the i thought she was a real blonde oh. comment but because i thought your accent was funny oh not be- i think it's really mean that someone said that <laughs> it's know. sad it was mean it was really mean the book was like and this was his wife or whatever just how pissed he was to hear mm. that stuff yeah he definitely was insecure and it's just so crazy to think about I mean, who knows what he would say publicly? Maybe mm-hmm. he would say, like, I'm fine with it. But it's just interesting to contrast. Like, we had that episode about Penn Badgley and Blake Lively, and he said kissing other actors was no big deal. It's fine. Yeah. But apparently some people can't handle it. No. <laughs> he is one of them. It's been said that, like, he wanted to have more of a stay-at-home wife. Well, she wanted a fun and spontaneous husband, and both of them were just not suited for that (laughs) no good for her though for leaving saying this is it this is not working out yeah i know (sighs) why do people marry people that are like literally the opposite i know (laughs) (laughs) they really probably should discuss what they Mm -hmm. wanted out of this marriage beforehand i know maybe i was wondering though maybe she just kind of lied to maybe she didn't feel comfortable saying she would be what he expected you know what i mean or maybe she thought she could be what he expected yeah. and then maybe she didn't know i know they should have talked about it i mean but. we really don't know but it seems like it was kind of an emotional move to get married mm-hmm. how did they have a long engagement i don't think so yeah it yeah. Seems, seems like they didn't really think it through yeah like it seems like like i said they broke up because he wanted to get married and so mm-hmm. that was the deal breaker yeah we get married or we break up yeah so she got married yeah yep sounds like it they were only married for nine months wow mm-hmm. what's odd is he accompanied her to the seven-year itch premiere after their divorce in 1955 there's like a video of it it was like 
commercial. Do you think they were still hooking up? Maybe. A popular Broadway New York theater, Ready Edge Glamour for the sneak preview of the Cinemascope version of The Seven Year Itch and the birthday of its star, the incomparable Marilyn Monroe, who thrills the theatrical district with a personal appearance escorted by the great Joe DiMaggio. Miss Monroe wears a short, tight-fitting evening dress molded to the figure with the popular V neckline. A vision of delight. Vision of delight. He does look kind of handsome there. <laughs> we were discussing, we just went out to dinner before recording this, that he, in pictures, like, he's kind of ugly hot. <laughs> <laughs> and I was saying, I, I thought he was attractive, actually. I can see, I mean, he's tall. He's got the slicked hair. Mm -hmm. He is kind of attractive. Mm -hmm. I think Um, he looks better, as I said, like in video, mm -hmm. like real life Mm -hmm. and pictures. Yeah, like on his baseball card, he's not cute. He got better with age, I would say. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. But see, I was wondering, Uh because you guys know how Kim Kardashian wore (laughs) the Marilyn Monroe dress. Yeah. And she was accompanied to the Met Gala by another famously ugly hot guy p davidson was that like that's just your opinion man well no i do think p davidson is really hot i'm uh-huh. i think he's hot but people would call him ugly hot they have unique faces yeah you, unique faces and yeah. when i say ugly hot i think i look like p davidson <laughs> <laughs> i think kelly okay. and i look like p davidson okay <laughs> i'm ugly hot no <laughs> wait no i'm not calling us ugly i do think we are hot <laughs> But he, when I don't wear makeup, I mm-hmm. really look like him. I think he has an interesting look. I mean, I think he was a jerk, obviously. I'm not trying to, like, yeah. gas him up or whatever. But I, I don't know. I almost feel like, I don't know, getting too carried away. Now I'm worried I call this ugly <laughs> no. hot. I don't, think, I don't think we are ugly hot. What does it matter what you say about <laughs> us? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> We're gonna like offend our listeners for saying we're ugly. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm literally being like more like apologetic to ourselves than to these actual people. But it's it's a, just like a known thing that like people say this about these people, and I don't. Mm-hmm. I do find Pete Davidson very attractive. Mm-hmm. But Joe DiMaggio, it does seem like he becomes an acquired taste. Yeah, he he aged well, I would say. I do find him to be attractive. And in a way, I find him, and I'm not excusing his behavior, guys. I'm just talking about his looks. Mm-hmm. I find him more attractive than someone like Ryan Reynolds. Mm. <laughs> I, keep, I keep shitting on him. Because but he's just like plain to me. I don't Ryan know. Ryan Reynolds. No, yeah. I completely no. agree with you. And I, and I am so sorry, Ryan. <laughs> We keep talking about Ryan Reynolds. Is he's obviously yeah. hot, which makes him not that interesting. Less hot. Yeah, he's not unique in any yeah. way. Yeah. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> but whew, like Robert Pattinson, he's. Mm. I mean, he's he's beautiful. He's obviously hot, but in a way that's not a little unusual. It's it's unusual. Yeah. A little unusual, but it's like you look at him, you're like, yeah, he's hot. Yeah. Like, there's no debating it. But not everyone loves Robert Pattinson's look. Yeah, it's true. You know? My mom doesn't really care for him. Mm. But I guess there's like different. It's just sometimes like someone just has something a little bit different about 
mm-hmm. the way that in which they are attractive, and, and that can be appealing. Yeah. I also do think there's also something to be said, too, about the fact that he is from, like, a different generation, and it's just, like, guys don't do their hair like that anymore. Yeah. They don't dress like that anymore, so there's something, like, a little attractive about it That's now. That's true. You know? Yeah. Like, I wonder, like, how he would be groomed today, <laughs> and if he'd still be... I know. Attractive, because he has that, like, classic look. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder. Did he ever have a beard? I don't think so. I don't think I ever saw pictures of him with a beard. He was supposed to have, supposedly, always kind of dressed up. I don't know. Like, How did he look as a wicked old man? He had, he looked somewhere but he had, like, white hair. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, he looked a little older, mm-hmm. but... Crazy we could have met him. I know, we could have. I mean, I would have been, like, five or something. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have been good yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah, like, who? Yeah, but somebody in our life could have met him. Mm-hmm. Um, supposedly after this, it said that Joe did go to therapy after this and quit drinking and expanded his interests, whatever that means. And she also started going to therapy. And Marilyn wanted to have more hits after her marriage to joe she was in some like a hot like i mentioned earlier the movie the misfits that was written by the playwright arthur miller Mm -hmm. who she married and she was with him for a couple years and i think she actually had some good years there like it seems like she was making a lot of new friends and was learning like method acting and learning taking acting lessons to become more serious and she made friends with all these like poets and writers and stuff and I think her life did go up for a little bit. That's good. Yeah. I mean, from the outside that's what it seems like. Yeah. Uh but her marriage to Arthur Miller started declining and then was ending in 1960 and Joe and Marilyn got back in touch. Oh, okay. So they didn't stay in touch throughout her marriage. I I don't think so. I think they did at first, but then they didn't. They mm-hmm. didn't talk for, like, five years or something. Um, and at this point, sadly, she had been struggling with an alcohol addiction, and she was taking a lot of pills to help her sleep, mostly. And it was really messing with her work. I guess she was really groggy and tired in the morning, and she couldn't remember what was done at rehearsals the day before. Mm-hmm. And it was just messing with her life, which was stressing her out. And she had had a fling with Frank Sinatra, and as many people have probably heard, supposedly, maybe, a fling with John F. Kennedy. Mm. I don't know. Some people say they might have only met, like, a couple times. Some historian guy said they might have had one sleepover. I don't know where they're getting this information from. But yeah, she had kind of had a... At the end of her marriage to Arthur Miller, I feel like things started to get a little crazy. She was interviewed in 1960, and she talked about Joe. I'm going to play that. It seems like at this time, too, her fame has probably become so much bigger than... Yeah. Like, is even possible for someone to live with. It's true. Okay, so this is her talking about Joe in 1960. Um, He's had a very difficult time building. He was a wonderful athlete. And he could hit a baseball. Anything thrown in his direction, he can he could hit. So uh, he understood uh, some things about me and I understood some things about him and we based our marriage on it. 
and I say some things. Uh, well, I don't want to say that. I just say we understood some things about each other. He has a very sensitive nature in many respects. You know, one thinks of an athlete as being, I don't know, not having that, but there they do. Um, our marriage wasn't a happy one. It ended in uh, nine months, unfortunately. I don't know what else to say. At the end, she was like, I don't know what else to say. Mm. I mean, it's interesting because at first when she's talking about him, she's describing what everybody else already knows about him. Mm -hmm. Like, she's like, he could hit a baseball. <laughs> he was a really good baseball player. Like, yeah. everybody knows that. But then she starts to, like, slowly get, like, into, like, more personal things that, like, not yeah. everybody else would know. Like, yeah, he was really sensitive and, like, our marriage, like, wasn't good. But, like, mm -hmm. I feel like she pulls back on that. She's like, well, you guys know, like, it ended in nine months. Yeah. Like, she's, like, kind of reluctant to, like, yeah. be too personal. She said... I say we based our marriage on some things, and I say some things. Well, I don't want to say that. Yeah, no. she's very careful. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. with her words. And that clip, um, it's like over a a video of her yeah. and Joe. The way the camera always like pans into like her legs or it her butt or that. her boobs is really offensive. I know it's crazy. Like, the, the video from the Seven Year Itch premiere, the camera just goes right to her chest. Yeah, seriously. It's like, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's like, she literally is, like, being told time and time again by everybody that, like, she doesn't matter besides, like, mm -hmm. what she can offer sexually. Um, it's just, like, you can see in every single, like, way why she struggled so much. I know. You can see. It's tragic. Um... On Christmas Eve, 1960, she noted in a letter to someone that Joe had sent her a forest full of poinsettias along with a card reading, Best Joe. Hmm. Mm -hmm. um, was he trying to get back together? I th I'm not sure at this point what he's trying to do, but I think he did try to, yeah. So Marilyn started struggling with the medication she was on, the pills she was taking, and she was having some mental health issues and was checked into the Payne Whitney Psychiatry Clinic in Manhattan. And she was apparently locked in a padded room against her will and was treated, like, really horribly there. Oh, my God. That's torture. So she called some of her friends, but they didn't do anything or they couldn't help or something. So then she called Joe, and he flew to New York from... It was either California or Florida, I'm not sure, but it was mm -hmm. one of those. And he moved her to a better place, because I think he just went in there and like made all these demands, and he was Joe DiMaggio, I don't know, mm. so he was able to get her moved somewhere better, and he visited her every day. She was there for three weeks. So then after that, she went to Florida for spring training with him, because he was a batting coach. And that year at the Oscars, Bob Hope dedicated the song Second Time Around to them. So people thought they were getting back together, but Marilyn said they were just friends. Mm -hmm. I don't know. They stayed in contact a lot, I guess. I, I don't really know 
what was going on with them because I feel like she was kind of seeing other people too. Mm-hmm. But they definitely were talking a lot. Um, and then he even lent her money to buy her final home in Brentwood. He loaned her $5,000, which today is $50,000 to make the down payment. Oh, wow. I know. So on August 1st, 1962, apparently he told someone that he was going to ask Marilyn to marry him again. Again. <laughs> yeah. That's, but that's stupid. I know. But sadly, she was dead four days later. Oh my god. I know. <sighs> I'm sorry, guys. It's he so must sad. have been crushed. I know. He was. Uh, she was found dead in her apartment on August 4th, 1962. And some, sometimes I'm like, is this true? Like, it seems almost too perfect or too fantastical, but there was an unfinished letter to him beside her where she was lying. She had overdosed on nembutal pills, which were something she had been prescribed. Um, The thing is, and I didn't really know this, there's a lot of debate about how she actually died. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm sorry if this is really, really dark, but... Yeah, like, trigger warning, obviously, for... Suicide and drug overdoses. Um, She was, it was ruled a suicide by the police and in the papers, but I kind of thought that was it and that's what was in the book, but a lot of people say they don't think that's what happened. They think it was an accident Hmm. that, and it is interesting because apparently she was being prescribed different medications from different doctors that were not communicating with each other which is crazy but like she had a psychiatrist and like another doctor that were giving her things oh god and i guess she had been off something for a long time then she went back on it so her tolerance may have been way lower than what she remembered yeah and a lot of people think it was an accident and some people would even say like she wouldn't have done that like I mean, some people even say it sounds kind of funny, but, like, they said her roots were showing, like, she wouldn't have committed suicide with her roots showing. Like, she wouldn't want people to see her that way or... I don't mm-hmm. know, because she usually liked to look done up. I don't know, people said she wouldn't have done that. And I guess she was clutching the telephone when she was found, which makes it really tragic. That's really tragic, because it's like, was she trying to call somebody? I know, like, for help or something. Yeah. And then, kind of similar to Diana, there's another group of people that think she was murdered. Mm. I know. And people get all into it. There's something weird about her maid that found her, but she wasn't supposed to be there because she was fired or something. And um, I'll get into that actually a little bit later. But it is, it is really sad. And she had seen her therapist actually 28 times in the last 34 days of her life. So... She was struggling. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, stuff like that, like, you can really just never know. I know. I mean, like, if it's obvious. Yeah, like, but it wasn't but, obvious. Yeah. Yeah. But also, if there was a letter next to her, half-written letter to Joe that she didn't finish, like, I feel like if she was, like, trying to die, it yeah. would have been finished. I know. You would think so. But yeah. I don't know. I mean, we can never know. I know. <sighs> That's really sad. How old was she? She was... She was 36 years old. Oh, my God. I know. 
so young. It's tragic. How old was Joe at this time? He was 48. Okay. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he must have been just shattered by this. He was. So he was actually the one that claimed her body, because that's what you do when someone Mm -hmm. dies. And I guess she did have a half-sister, but she wasn't able to get there till like, the next day. So Mm -hmm. he did, and he, along with Inez Melson, um, arranged her funeral. And he said said that a lot of people weren't allowed to come, um, including like Frank, not Frank, including Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Peter Lawford, the actor, um, the whole like Rat Pack, as they were called, mm. because he said they killed her in air quotes, uh, which it, I don't think he meant literally. I think he meant he felt like Frank Sinatra and that group of men. They were like known for drinking a lot, womanizing and stuff, and I think she had been hanging out with them mm. the past couple of years, and he blamed them on her troubles, I guess. Which, I don't know what their relationship was like, and I don't know if Joe was, like, better at this point, but I do wonder, like, how does he know that he didn't contribute to her troubles? Yeah, I know, that's kind of hypocritical, because, yeah. like, he was also hanging out with her at this point. I know. In her life. But also... Is a part of this him, like, still being jealous of other men, too? Maybe. So, yeah, they weren't they weren't allowed to the funeral. It was a small funeral. It was, like, 30 closest friends and family. But he went very... I wouldn't say overboard, but no expense was spared on the floral arrangements. Um, and this is when he contacted... He contacted Parisian florist and asked them to design a blanket of flowers for her funeral, and he ordered several floral wreaths, hearts, and crosses, and he was there while the makeup was being applied on her and all through the night, and I guess before the casket was closed, he leaned over and was kissing, or not was kissing, but leaned over and kissed her saying, I love you, I love you, I love you. Oh. I know. It's so complicated. It is so complicated. I can't see past him hitting her. I know. So it's like, I don't want to even sympathize with him after that. But I do think he really loved her at the same time. Like, and he was there for her in many ways, the way nobody else was. I know he was. It's tragic and it's not okay what he did, but clearly he was suffering too if he I don't think way. he knew any better. I think he's yeah. like it's. I don't want to give him a pass at all, but like yeah. he saw his father do that to his mother, mm-hmm. and he just thought that was what people had to do to like get their way with their yeah. spouse. And in, in in the time period, people didn't know any better. Yeah, but not an excuse. It's really bad. I, know. I do hope, and I do kind of feel like he was trying to amend for his behavior and say sorry through all he was doing. And I think the flowers and everything, I feel like he, I don't know, was trying to make it up to her or something. At least Mm -hmm. that's my interpretation. I don't know. Yeah, he never married again. I was trying to figure out if he dated anybody. I couldn't really. I read some weird articles Mm -hmm. about him having, like, a crush on someone. I'm like, what the heck does that mean? Oh, crush. I know. (laughs) I'm sure he did, but he, I don't think he had any kind of serious relationship and it said that he entered, like, a period of agony after this. Um, you know, baseball was over. His whole crowd of friends at the bar, like, that was kind of o- over. 
And he wasn't getting back together with Marilyn like he thought. I mean, she was dead now, so it's just really tragic. Mm. Um, but then this is when he made the order with the same florist, Parisian florist, to have six red roses delivered to her grave three times a week forever was the order. It said, the order said six fresh long stem red roses three times a week, dot, 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 forever. And apparently more than 18,000 roses were delivered in all. Wow, he really is supporting that business as I know, well. he was. But he actually did stop sending them in 1982 because he said it was causing too much sensation. Mm. Yeah, because yeah. then it's like, he's like, is this performative now? Like, mm-hmm. pe- it's like becoming a tourist attraction. Yeah, I bet people were like waiting there for it. And like, I don't know, it might have been causing a whole yeah. problem. I don't know. But he did do it for 20 years. Yeah. At least he paid for it for 20 years. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it's actually like not like he's like going there, dropping yeah. the flowers off. Yeah. Like, when you have that much money. You know, it's not that. It's big not of a that. Deal. It's like really yeah. like the florist is doing that yeah. for 20 years. Yeah. Like, you just like paid for mm-hmm. it. It's yeah. something that's kind of passively happening. Yeah. But um, it's sweet. It's still a really sweet gesture. It is sweet. And there is a whole thing about. I don't really get it because he blamed the Rat Pack on her death, but he also blamed the Kennedys. I don't know. I mean, a lot of people think this, actually, but... Yeah, I feel like... He refused to shake Robert Kennedy's hand when they first met, apparently, at the New York Yankees Stadium. And then... Awkward. He agreed to go to the Kennedy Center for something, but he only agreed if none of the political family would be there. Mm. So that that's probably I'm guessing the conspiracy theory about her death is like people being like she was having an affair with JFK and like they knew stuff and that's... interestingly it's like a little more than that. Oh really? Um again, like this is a theory, but I guess I'll mention it cuz I remember when we did our Charles and Camilla one we like I don't know. I think some people do you think the royal family killed Diana? And I don't know. I guess I'll just mention it. But this is apparently the reason why people say this happened. That Marilyn, she had a journal, but it went missing, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. She had noted her conversation with Robert Kennedy about CIA plans to poison Fidel Castro with the aid of the Chicago gangster Sam Giancana and the government's investigation into union leader Jimmy Hoffa's Mafia links. Monroe met the Kennedys through Peter Lawford, who I mentioned earlier, he was like in the Rat Pack, their British brother-in-law, and is believed to have passed Robert's pillow talk about the CIA stuff to Frank Sinatra, who then reported it to the gangster guy. So basically, it's that she knew information and didn't keep her mouth shut or something. But I don't know. Wait, so is all of that true or that's the conspiracy people don't know if that's true so i don't know okay (laughs) i mean it's not like but it's not like that's a widely considered fact i don't think it's i don't know yeah i mean i think those things did happen but i don't know if marilyn did know about it yeah yeah um but yeah, he really thought this. He said, like, I always knew who Why killed her, but... Why would they be but... telling Marilyn Monroe, to be honest I know. with you? I don't know. I feel like I feel they like wouldn't. They wouldn't be telling her. Yeah. I know. I'm just saying. That's what he said, but... 
She's a film actress. I know. What does she have to do with any of that? I know. Unless it's, the, yeah, the pillow talk. Like, I don't know. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, we're going mean, to kill this guy. Like, I don't know. I, I do think, like, that, unfortunately, like, it's, that happens all the time when, like, a young person dies in a tragic way that's a celebrity. Like, then everybody's going to be like, oh, they were really yeah. murdered. And to be honest, like, I sometimes find that, like, makes it harder. It's I like, know. And I, I kind of, like, in a way, like, it, I think it stems from, like, grief and anger that you want to, like, I don't know, but I don't know. Come to, up with another reason. Yeah, another reason yeah. beyond that they had been struggling, but... Because it feels so random and so unjust, mm-hmm. and you want to put blame on somebody. Yeah. And I think that's what people do for Diana, too. Mm-hmm. I don't mean any shade at people who, like, really believe. I don't know, but... Yeah, you want to blame somebody yeah. other than, unfortunately, these things happen. Yeah, like, really random tragedies do happen. Mm-hmm. And it's also it's, sometimes in a yeah. situation like this, it's, like, very painful and hard to mm-hmm. think about how much pain Marilyn had been in, yeah. whether it was an overdose or a suicide. Yeah. So, like, it's a reaction to yeah. want to act like it was somebody else yeah who i know um is to blame or not not that she's to blame or anything but yeah um i'm not like a scholar or anything like i'm not an expert on mm. all of this but i don't know my i feel like it may have been an accident that's what i gathered from everything Mm -hmm. i read but and that can be really sad that accidents like that can happen Mm -hmm. um it's been said, it's even in his Wikipedia, but that Joe said when he was dying that his last words were, I'll finally get to see Marilyn again. But his brother Dominic said that wasn't true. So he might have said it at some point, but mm-hmm. I don't think those were literally his last words. Yeah. How I mean, did he... It's kind of hard to time your last words. I know. <laughs> I know. I feel like if I was on my deathbed, I would say something. Um, Sullivan died. Okay, yeah. let me just say that again. <laughs> I feel like my last words will just be like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> my last words will be like, um, can I have some water? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, <laughs> just something like that. I mean, it is really beautiful to think that's his last word, and it's very poetic. Um, yeah. I, I am going to choose to think that he did say it maybe his last day. Well, how did he die? So, he died of lung cancer. Oh, so he knew um, he was going to die, probably. Yeah, at the age of 84 in Hollywood, Florida. And in 1999, later in 1999, um, there was an auction of Joe's things, which makes me a little sad. I mean, maybe they donated it to charity or something, but I don't know. For some reason, it upsets me that his family sold, like, all his things. And one of the things they put up for auction was one of his journals, and in it, there was a list of rules that he'd written to himself of how to act with Marilyn. Oh. And I heard about this from the Irish Marilyn Monroe fan club, so thank you. <laughs> what were the rules? Um, and there actually is, like, a scan of these pages. Like, it's wow. real. It's not just, like, someone saying it. Um, so these were the rules he wrote. And he had very beautiful handwriting, by the way. Well, it was kind of hard to read, but it was Mm -hmm. very flourishy. Um, It said, Don't ever be critical. Forget ego and pride. Talk from the heart. Be warm, affectionate, and love. Don't be a... And then I really couldn't tell what it said. Mm. It was very hard to read. Some kind of 
don't be a dick or something. I don't know. <laughs> but it didn't look like that. I yeah. have no idea what he was trying to write. Don't be a blank. Be patient no matter what. No jealousy. Remember, this is not your wife. She is a fine girl, and remember how unhappy you made her. Happiness is what you strive for. For her, in capital letters. Don't talk about her business or her friends. Be friendly towards her friends. Don't forget how lonesome and unhappy you are, especially without her. Oh my god, that's like actually really sweet and cute. Mm. It's like sad that he was really trying to work on himself. He was considerate. I know. He did keep journals, apparently. Um, I think like a lot of them were for auction. Classic Joe, though, a lot of the entries apparently for some reason at the end of the day he would like write down how much he had spent or like how much each meal was he was like really keeping track wait so (laughs) though knowing how cheap he is like that shows how much ordering those flowers that's true how much he really loved her because this is a man who (laughs) he was really cheap yeah this is a man who doesn't waste money yeah and yet he's kind of wasting money on flowers going to a grave that people are probably going to steal like five seconds later that's true and i was going to say this like at the end but he's been asked to talk about maryland so many times and he's always said no and once he was offered fifty thousand dollars to say something about her and he said no wow he is really into making money so i feel like that says something that he just didn't he was offered more than his yeah original baseball contract he's like dream salary Mm -hmm. his original contract was like twenty five thousand dollars but he wanted to make forty thousand dollars oh he wanted forty thousand. eventually he did but it took him wow yeah so he like he really did like love and honor her it's like hard to see i hope i think he did it was just that one time (sighs) i know it's sad he also so in all these this auction of his things they also had his wallet I don't know why it upsets me that they're... I don't know. Well, I'm sure they kept a lot of other things. Yeah, they did, but... He just had one son, right? Yeah, he just had one son. Grandkids, I'm guessing. I think so. Um, So, they auctioned his wallet, and in it, there was... Oh, they auctioned what was in it? Yeah, like, the whole thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, And it was even... It's even on Christie's, the auction website. It went for... $425,000. Well, this was in the wallet. So they auctioned the wallet and they auctioned this piece of paper that was in the wallet that was a letter from Marilyn Monroe Mm. that apparently he'd been carrying in his wallet this whole time. Um, which is like 40 years. Yeah. (laughs) What? I was just laughing because there were just sirens. (laughs) And I remember like when I used to drive a car. Yeah. If I was listening to a podcast, if there was sirens. You'd get scared. I would pull over because I thought it was like on the road. So if anyone's listening and they just pulled over. Sorry. That is scary. On the podcast. But sorry, what were you saying? Yeah, we're totally... This is a totally independent podcast. Mm. As you can probably tell, we're not in a studio. <laughs> we don't have a contract. <gasps> we don't have producers. Nope. Um, but yeah, this letter from Marilyn was in his wallet. And it was broken in four pieces. But I mean, it's been in there forever. Like, she died in 1962. Wow. He died in 1999. So it's crazy it was still in his wallet. But 
This is what it said. Oh, and it was on the back of a dry cleaning receipt, which I liked. Mm, that's <laughs> cute. Wow, this is so historical. I know. Wait, how much? <laughs> how much did this sell for? Four hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah, this piece of paper. Um, wow. Dear Joe, I know I was wrong. I acted the way I did, and I said the things I did because I was hurt. Not because I meant them. And it was stupid of me to be hurt because actually there wasn't enough reason. In fact, no reason at all. Please accept my apology and don't, 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 don't be angry with your baby. She loves you. Lovingly, your wife for life, Mrs. J.P. DiMaggio. Oh. This is from when they were married? I guess so, yeah. I mean, I'm assuming. Why does she wrote it after? But they, like, still, like, called themselves that, like, when they were friends again. It did seem like their relationship was better. It did. After she had gotten divorced from Arthur Miller. But maybe... Because they weren't together. They, yeah, because they weren't together. Yeah. I don't know. And she was suffering, though. Yeah. It is nice that they were able to have, it seems like, a good friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um... He refused to talk about Marilyn after her death, but he did say she was a warm, big-hearted girl that everyone took advantage of. Yeah. And that's the story. Really sad. I'm sorry. What's the likelihood they'll get back together? Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this is not one I want to do, like, a custody battle for. Oh, yeah. No, I know. (laughs) I mean... I think everyone would say Marilyn. Yeah, probably. So, guys, on our Instagram, which if you don't follow us yet, you should, because we have these really fun polls where, well, first we have people guess what they think the episode's going to be because we Mm -hmm. tease a picture, Mm -hmm. um, like a zoomed-in picture of their hands or their shoes or something. And then we sometimes do these custody battle of you polls. Mm Mm-hmm where you say whose side you're on. Mm-hmm. There is always someone who chooses the side you wouldn't expect. I know. <laughs> I love to see who picked which yeah. sides. Um, yeah. It's never been 100% one person. Mm-hmm. There's always, like... Someone would probably pick Joe, I swear to God. Yeah, somebody <laughs> would. But yeah. I'm not going to even ask, Yeah, probably. it's too sad. It is, even though it is really tragic and fucked up in some parts, I do find it... I don't know. It just pierces my heart in, like, a beautiful but sad way, this it, whole story. I just think it speaks to, like, the complicated nature of, like, human beings. Yeah. And love in general. Because it's, like, ugh. Well, I'm not going to keep talking about, like, it was something that happened in the time period. Yeah. But even regardless of that, like, they weren't compatible in a relationship whatsoever. It was never going to mm-hmm. work out with them. It seems like they had way too many differences. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I don't think they ever would have moved past that, even yeah. later on. I think he was trying to work on himself. <sighs> but, like, where does that love go? I know, right? Like, even though they didn't really work together, I feel like they still loved each other. Yeah. Isn't that, like, what the twin flame is, yeah. kind of? Like, yeah, where does that love go? Yeah. It seems like it still lasted. <sighs> yeah. Up until Joe died. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's why he wasn't with anybody else. Maybe. I mean, maybe he was, like, secretly, and we yeah, don't know. maybe. And poor, like, Joe's, like, long-term <laughs> girlfriend that, like, nobody knew about. Yeah, <laughs> Linda. Yeah. But, like, he kept her a secret because yeah. he didn't want people to, like, take advantage of it. 
<laughs> I mean, maybe. I That's a possibility. I mean, that would really impress me if he was celibate for the rest of his life. That would really... But I mean, he doesn't have to impress me. I'm a stranger. Yeah. Doesn't even know him, but... I'm sure he was with somebody, but he didn't marry again. That's all we know. Mm-hmm. He probably could have. I mean, he was in his 40s. It's not too late. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I wonder with that list he was working on, like, he definitely really wanted to marry Marilyn again. Mm-hmm. I feel like she wouldn't have said. See, the thing about Marilyn is, like, she knew about it. Like, she kn- yeah. knew, like, right early on that the marriage wasn't going to work when she I said know. no originally. I know. Like, I feel like she always was aware that they weren't compatible in yeah, that way. I know. I don't know if I included it, but I did read that she told a friend that she still... Everyone that she has loved, she still loved a little bit. So, I think she did Yeah. at least have some love for Joe. You I don't always- know how... Yeah. I don't know how strong it was. I don't know if it was the same intensity as him, but... Yeah. I mean, you always carry your past selves with you yeah. your whole life. <gasps> so... It's just tragic. I did find myself just so interested, and I did want to uncover more about Joe after their divorce and figuring out, you know, did he change? And mm-hmm. the things he wrote was really interesting to me so i'm sure there's way more out there too yeah i mean i'm yeah it is crazy thinking about how money obsessed he was Mm -hmm. that his love for Marilyn trumped that he was i mean he was he was described i didn't even mention it all but as being cheap and like the kind of guy that i don't know when he went out to dinner with people wouldn't really like get the bill or oh anything. Oh, my God. It's like, like he yeah. so much money. <laughs> well, apparently he would pay when he was with his teammates, but if he was with, like, Yankees executive people or something, I, I don't know who else he would be going out with, but yeah, he would just let them pay that's for so it. That's so funny he journaled what he spent throughout <laughs> the day. Well, that's cute that he was journaling at all in general. I accidentally, when I was doing research on this, was reading this article, and I literally started copying down typing what i was reading and i didn't realize it was an onion article oh which was satire but it was like because <laughs> i had so many tabs open and stuff i didn't realize that it said it was like in joe dimaggio's journal um he writes a long list of everything he hates and it seemed so accurate but it wasn't did so did he call um marilyn marilyn or did he call her Norma Jean. He called her Marilyn. Hmm. I mean, that's what he said in that video, but maybe he was just talking. That could have been just to the journalist. I always wonder that about celebrity couples, especially when the couple goes by a stage name. I know. Does their partner call them their stage name? That's such a good question. Or their personal name? I know. The the name that their family calls them, you know? I wonder. Like, I remember... Taylor Swift when she was dating Calvin Harris in a speech she called him whatever his real name is I don't know (laughs) I didn't even know that wasn't his real name yeah wow but then I think some people just start introducing themselves as yeah like what about Lady Gaga Stephanie (laughs) when she dates someone do they call her Gaga or do they call her Stephanie (laughs) probably Stephanie yeah that's just that's kind of weird (laughs) 
friends of her say Gaga. Yeah, right? I know. They're like, oh, I was talking to Gaga the other day. I think Lana Del Rey, who's like my favorite singer. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure people call her Lana, like in her life. Wait, what's her name? Elizabeth. Well, Lizzie. Oh wait, <laughs> I forgot that. Yeah, I think that that's what people she dates calls her too. Not sure. It's kind of sad. I know. Because it's like, you don't really know the real me anymore. Mm. The, the name that you grew up with. I yeah. mean, obviously people change their names. They do. But yeah. I don't... But when you're a celebrity, you take on a persona that, like, isn't totally you. Like, yeah. you take on, yeah. like, an exaggerated character of who you yeah. are for the sake of, like, building a brand. And mm-hmm. so your stage name like represents that brand yeah it's kind of sad that I know. even like in an intimate romantic relationship yeah you're being called your brand name i know <sighs> but maybe it's like not that deep i'm sure they get so used to it probably. it's like they're probably like when do i tell someone to start calling me my real name yeah <laughs> nor my jean oh that's cute. I feel like no one names anyone the name Norma anymore. I know. Norma. I'll probably come back mm-hmm. someday. I think Marilyn is such a pretty name. But it's just it's too it's too Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Know? I like the name DiMaggio. Yeah. As <laughs> a first name. As a last name. Oh, yeah. It makes me nice. want to eat some of DiMaggio. DiMaggio yeah. <laughs> Apparently he got very annoyed when people called him Dim. Maggio. DiMaggio. Yeah. Joe DiMaggio. Yeah, Joe DiMaggio. <laughs> it's fun to say. Yeah. That song that I put on the playlist, it's very catchy. It's like, Joe DiMaggio. We want him on our side. <laughs> oh, does it rhyme? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I sang it, like, correctly, but back-to-back lines, but that's all I remembered. Wow. <sighs> that's it. That's a doozy. But so who is our next one? Do you want to tease it? Oh my gosh. Okay, the next one coming back to modern times. This is a couple that has recently been going through a divorce, sadly. Mm. And one of the people in the marriage. Should I try to be gender neutral to keep it anonymous? Yes, keep it gender neutral. One of the people is in a very highly publicized relationship with a new flame Mm -hmm. who is younger. Mm -hmm. And this new flame is very in the spotlight. Mm -hmm. And the ex seems upset. Ooh, <laughs> Did I, I give away too much? No, see, to me it seems obvious, but I know yeah. exactly who it is mm-hmm, already because mm-hmm. you told me. But I love a riddle. I hope like, you guys enjoy it. Some of you, like <laughs> one of you, I forget, I forget who said it, but literally almost everybody got Taylor and Jake Hall. Yeah. And some people said Taylor and Harry. That's true. But one, there was one person who wrote... I'm so bad at this. I can never <laughs> guess any of them. Aww. I see you and I hear you because I feel like it's so hard. I know. When it's just enough, it seems so obvious. I don't know if I could do it. I actually wanted to read an email from somebody. Really? Yeah. Pull it up. Sierra. Oh, Sierra. I mm-hmm. recognize 
that name. Yeah, she had a dream about the podcast. What? <laughs> yes. I hope it's okay we're reading it. I just think it's so cool. Um, I'm sorry. I guess it was just me <laughs> in the dream. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> um, she said, okay, hey, Calmel. I hope you guys are doing well. I've been meaning to share this couple idea for a while, but I always end up forgetting. But today I had to write you guys up because I had a dream with Kelly in it. The dream. The dream started with Kelly inviting me to go to a Banks concert in New York City. I have no clue if Kelly even listens to Banks, but she's my favorite artist, so I guess that's where that came in. I also didn't get to see Banks in concert this year because I was busy around the time she was touring near me, so I guess my subconscious is holding on to that. Anyways, I was driving up to NYC and planned on dropping off my bags at the hotel room that Kel booked for me. I got to the hotel, which is really nice, but my stupid alarm woke me up before getting to the concert. Maybe it'll be a recurring dream until I get to see the show lol that is so cool do you listen to banks i not really i do know her yeah but take a picture of you yeah, doing that going to a concert i know and i should i should listen to her so cool wait that's also so cool that you can like tell us apart enough to that just kelly's in the dream i know because that's amazing some people can't some people can't tell us apart then the couple idea i know you guys which had, is fine if you can't by the way oh, yeah. for listening <laughs> <laughs> i know you guys had mentioned it being difficult to find lgbtq couples to cover as they're usually involved a famous person and a non-famous person mm-hmm. they have one that could work sarah paulson and holland taylor i'm mm. not sure how public their relationship is or if there's enough details for a full episode but it could be a very interesting couple with sarah being 47 and holland being 79 I think it would be cool to talk about how a large age gap dynamic changes in a same-sex couple primarily between women. Let me know what you guys think or if you've already looked into it. Best, Sierra. Yeah, that is very interesting. Mm, that is. I have thought about that, actually. I think they're on the list, so mm-hmm. it's on our radar. <gasps> so we should cool. definitely cover it before she dies. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's true. We should. So I don't want another tragic one. Yeah. Not that I hope she lives a long time. I know. Seventy nine is quite old. Yeah, oh. It is, mm. but it's not the oldest. Cut it out. Cut that but. out. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad now. We I don't should offend our seventy nine year old listeners. That's true. Um. But yeah, we should definitely cover it. That sounds like a great idea. I know. That sounds really interesting. Mm-hmm. Because to be honest with you, if that was a seventy nine year old, well. Sarah Paulson's in her 40s. I just have 47. Okay. Not, no. I don't know. I think, I think when someone's in their 40s, yeah, it's like... Whatever. It's not, like, creepy or anything. Yeah. What difference does it At make? that point, you're an adult. Yeah. Like, a real adult. <laughs> but it would be a little different still, I think. Mm-hmm. Or perceived differently. So, mm, I just think that's... So cool. We were mm. in the dream. I mean, even though she said me, obviously you were like there somewhere. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've had a dream about a podcast before too, so I relate. Wow. Well, okay. Well, I guess that's it. Um, oh, this is a, there's another siren, but it's on the podcast. Don't pull mm. over. I feel like our theme song could be Joe singing it to yeah. himself. Yeah. So, so. Think about mm. that as the outro plays. Yeah. Please lonesome. 
Hmm. Well, hopefully they're together in heaven. <laughs> we keep referencing heaven. I know. <laughs> hopefully they get to have a nice hug. <laughs> okay. Bye, Bye. guys. Hey.